Hey everybody, welcome to the Advance Your Belly Dance podcast, a weekly podcast all about the business of belly dance. Jana here and thanks for joining me in this week's podcast episode. This week I'm excited to have Arit who will talk to us about the difference between teaching belly dance versus belly dance fitness. So Arit, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Okay, hi. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Jana. Um, I, my name is Arit and I am from New York originally um, and that's where I started my company, Sharky. Uh, but a little background on me. Um, I, I was a modern dancer in New York City for a little while, and um, and I was supplementing my living with fitness in New York, and um, so I was dancing and teaching group fitness, and uh, and I noticed that <clears throat> um, that in the health clubs that people were um, were teaching uh, Latin dance and a lot of other ethnic styles of dance. But the teachers were not um, certified in fitness, so the teachers were teaching um, teaching it as if it were a dance class, but to the fitness enthusiast. And so what I did is I went back to my roots. I am Middle Eastern, I'm Israeli, uh, of Arabic descent, so it's part of my culture. Went back to my roots and I thought, you know what, why not belly dance? And that's how um, I kind of got into it formally back in uh, the mid-1990s. Okay, cool. And so you have your own um, like certification that you teach um, other people about, right? So do you want to go ahead and talk about that? Absolutely. So once I formed Sharky, and that was in uh, 2002, um, I then noticed that people were interested in teaching the format. So in 2004, um, I got Sharky accredited by two fitness associations which was incredibly hard to do back in that time. Um, and once that was accredited, that gave me the go-ahead to start teaching other people. Great. And would you say that there has been more of a demand in the last, let's say, five years for fitness classes only or for belly dance? Or how would you say it is compared to when you first started the program? back? When I, yeah, when I first started the program, um, it was back when Shakira was such a hot thing, and also when there was this really famous Latin soap opera called um, El Clon. So I had a lot of women of Latin heritage coming to my classes. They didn't care if it was a fitness class or if it was a regular belly dance class. They just wanted a belly dance. Um, but uh, so then I thought just belly dance was very popular. But now I'm feeling that uh, belly dance fitness is very popular. So I'm seeing more interest in the fitness part uh, now, currently. Okay. And I know this, I don't know if it's still a big thing in the U.S. It didn't, it's just now kind of hitting Germany in the last year or two. But was there any competition between your program or belly dance fitness and classes like Zumba where they claimed to also teach other styles of dancing. Um, yeah. Uh, was there a company? Well, Zumba came about um, 
I, I think what it started to become popular in like 2005, six, something like that. Um, was there any competition? Initially, there was. Initially, um, and then all of a sudden, um, they started to add belly dance into their repertoire. Um, and and believe it or not, Jana, I some belly dancers have said, "Oh my God, Zumba killed my classes," but not mine. And I'll tell you why, because people were coming to me saying, all right, I really want to know how to do belly dance. I don't want to know how to do the watered down belly dance that Zumba does, which is great because it still gets them moving, but I want to know how to really do it. So my classes became really full. That's so funny that you like had the opposite. I mean, that's great because I've also heard um, people complain that Zumba at one point in time, I don't know if it still does, if it's still around as much, but... Um, if I may interject, mm -hmm. that I think the reason why I had the opposite effect from other people because you're getting fitness people who want it, who are wanting another fitness workout. Mm -hmm. So, and 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 I'm not saying that the belly dancers were not doing a fitness type workout, but being that I have a fitness background, I really gave it a true marriage between the two. So I was appeasing both the belly dancers and the fitness enthusiasts. So, so what is the difference between teaching belly dance and belly dance fitness classes? What kind of people do you get in the door? And do you want to go ahead and talk a bit about the differences? Sure. So like, you know, as you know, that teaching belly dance is uh, more technique oriented, a little bit more attention paid to posture, uh, which is awesome. It might be a little slower because there's a little bit more explaining, which means that your um, cardiovascularly, you know, your heart rate won't be going up as high. So you're learning a little bit more about the culture, the dance, the history. Um, and again, it, it's slower. Also, another thing is that with belly dance classes, there may be like a series of classes, a series on a certain topic, or as opposed to just being like, you know, an ongoing class where people can just come in and out and that type of thing. Um, the music with belly dance class is more traditional. Um, maybe there's more uh, explanation on what the music is about, which is awesome. Um, what else? Um, there might not be as much cueing, uh, maybe a little less flow. Um, maybe a little bit more, and again, I'm hearing this from people, kind of like follow the leader type of thing, a little less breakdown. Whereas I feel with belly dance fitness, um, it mimics a fitness class. So the music in a fitness class is a little bit more pumping. It gets your heart rate up. You have a club beat. It gets you to want to dance. The beat is always steady. There is no varying tempo, no varying rhythm. Um, so pretty much for the teacher, you put your music on and that's it. You go back after 60 minutes and you turn it off. You never have to adjust the music. Um, there, uh, there is always a flow with the belly dance fitness class because you don't want the heart rate to go down. So again, if you're mimicking a cardiovascular fitness class, that's what you need to do with a belly dance fitness class. Because again, you're getting fitness enthusiasts. This is what they want. You have to talk their talk. You have to teach as if um, 
leading with the muscles. So like, for example, a fitness enthusiast goes into a, a strengthening class. If they're doing a bicep curl with the weight, they know that they're strengthening the bicep. This is the type of terminology or the verbiage that they want to hear in a belly dance fitness class. So if, you're, if I do a movement called the hip ups, okay guys, we're going to be working the abductors. Or if we do chest lifts, this is an awesome ab workout. We're working the rectus abdominis. They want to hear all this stuff. Um, and the breakdown is incredibly important. I feel especially also in fitness, um, um, although in belly dance there is breakdown as well, but with fitness, um, it's almost like you are breaking it down to its core and then you're building it up again. Yeah. Um, which is why it's so great that with fitness, it can be multi-level because the buildup is all the different levels that you can, you can be offering people. Um, um, and again, the flow, it's nonstop, it's nonstop. And then the cueing. So if people, if you want people to follow you seamlessly, um, it's also knowing the art of cueing as well. I know that was a mouthful, but that's, that's pretty much the difference. Do you want to go into a bit about the art of cueing for the fitness classes? Absolutely. So with cueing, um, when it comes to fitness, cueing is when you uh, prepare a student what the next step is two to four counts before the movement happens. Yeah. Instead of saying, stopping, okay, guys, now lift your arms up. So instead of doing that, in mid-movement, while you're moving and the music is pumping, you need to cue with a trigger word that will seamlessly let the students know what the next move is without letting them trip over their feet, without letting them stop. And that is what a cue is, how to, how to go from move to move seamlessly. Okay. Yeah. And which would you say gets... Uh, people in through the door more the belly dance classes or the fitness ones well let's think about the population and the industry so the fitness industry is a much bigger industry than the dance industry yeah so there's a lot more people going to the gyms right so definitely i feel the fitness is going to get more people in through the door definitely and um and that's where you can kind of sneak in your technique. And once you have people in through the door, at about, and this is again my experience only, at about the six to nine month mark, people are starting to ask about the dance. And they're like, wow, I, now that I'm really getting my, uh, my cardio up, I really want to know, show me what the dance looks like. And that's a great segue to, to get them into your actual traditional dance classes. That's interesting you say that because when I think back to 10 years ago when I first took my my first belly dance class, as I think most dancers do, they they don't start off thinking that this is what like I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. <laughs> they go in thinking, oh, I, I saw this somewhere. It's fun. I just want to learn some moves. And then you get more involved in it. Like, And that's exactly what happened um, when I took classes in Florida and within a year I was trying out for the troupe and never did I imagine that wanting to just learn something fun would ever get me into something that serious and 10 years later I'm still doing it but that's interesting that you say that because I also believe that to be true I always tell people that want to start off teaching classes 
to not get discouraged if at first they're not super into what the difference is between Tarab and Turkish that all you know it's kind of information overload like um overload and people just want to have fun in the beginning and then once they fall in love with the dance and the music that comes a bit later yes that's right yeah and you mentioned that between six to nine months after they start asking for um the dance classes so how do you do you do something specifically to get those people into your belly dance class like the more serious the cultural ones is there any reason you may not want to do that well if if you're a teacher that already has a fitness and a traditional belly dance class yeah definitely you want to get your people into the traditional classes but if you're someone like myself who doesn't have a steady traditional belly dance class what i do to appease those people is i do a little 10 minute belly dance choreography at the end um so they get a feel of what that looks like um or i sneak in a little culture a little history um i put on some traditional music at the end and that, that seems to to definitely appease them so that that's what i do and that's what works for me do you ever worry that or have you had ever had this happen that the students that have been doing the belly dance fitness classes start thinking that that's what they're learning is enough that they call themselves belly dancers and they go and perform at gigs and think like do you ever have you ever had that have you ever had dealt with that never ever ever never <laughs> <laughs> no isn't that crazy no i never uh the people that end up teaching are my students who end up becoming instructors of my format yeah um yeah and and they do take other classes as well which is which is awesome yeah, that's so interesting because sometimes I've heard stories of people like, oh, I've only taught this person for two months and they want to go ahead and teach and now they're performing at these restaurants. And then the debate is about how the classes are formatted or whatever. And it's always interesting to see, like, is there a way to avoid that? And I think it's it happens. <laughs> the best thing is to do is just to talk to that individual and, you know, to kind of explain to them. Yeah. This is what, you know, needs to happen or, you know, to take some time, but exactly. was, yeah. Are there any, okay. sorry, go ahead. Oh, are these people, these uh, uh, women or men doing it like behind their backs or are they like actually um, asking for their advice saying, oh, I'm going to their teacher saying, I want to go teach. Can oh, I've that? heard, I've definitely heard both. It's just, um, I mean, I know when I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit when I first started um, belly dancing. I was just so super excited about it. I was so super serious about it that I was like, I want to do this forever and I want to teach. And then I had a conversation with my teacher and she was like, you need more time. <laughs> and you know, that's, that's better than the alternative than going ahead and, and teaching and pretending like I, you know, I'm glad that I did talk to her about it, but I have also heard stories of people. Um, I don't know whether it's because they didn't feel like they could talk to the instructor about it or what, but they would just, after two or three months, they would either start gigging at their local restaurant um, or teach classes or whatever. And that could be for a thousand different reasons the way that pans out. But I was just curious to know if that has ever happened um, to anyone in your classes. But when you think about it, the people that take, for example, hip hop, 
I don't know how what percentage of them yeah. think what they're doing is is enough to be like professionals. You know, it's just an belly dance is like this odd like exception for a lot of these things for some yeah. reason. Seems like it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other tips you want to add to anyone that's thinking about teaching classes first and trying to see which one would be more profitable? Um, teaching fitness focused class or belly dance only or anyone that's kind of on the fence or anything you want to add? Yeah, um, just, uh, yeah, so, so teaching belly dance fitness, you're not making it authentic at all. And a lot of um, belly dancers have tried teaching fitness. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. I don't know how to structure it. Um, uh, here's some tips that you can do. Um, and, and I'm saying this because I feel like teaching a belly dance fitness class is the way to go because it'll make you more pro- uh, market- marketable. It could be even more profitable and it'll get more people in the door. It is such a no brainer. You know, you know, just speak their language. People want to get fit. They want to get healthy, you know, just, you know, add a little technique here and there. But anyways, just some tips to look out for. If you want to teach a belly dance fitness class and you don't know how, you do movements that have the arms up over their head, over your head, because that gets your heart rate up. Now, don't worry about thinking about me that don't, don't think that you can't make a belly dance move fitness. You can, it's all about how you structure it musically. Yeah, it's possible. Um, some people worry about, I, I don't know even know where to start or how to even teach it of someone who has two left feet or doesn't know anything about belly dance. Start with the core, the core movement. Like for example, if you're doing like hip bumps and, and walking with the hips, Start the root of that movement are the feet. Start with the feet and then you add the hips and then you add the movement forward and back or side to side. You just got to think of it in, in a way in its like simplest form. Also dabble with using music that's more upbeat. That's going to make you want to do faster movements. Um, uh, what else? Um, when marketing a belly dance fitness class, Again, speak their language. Don't call it just belly dance or just belly dance fitness. Maybe gear it toward like, hey, you want to slim your your hips and thighs? Or, hey, you want to work your abs without doing crunches? No, that's, people love that. Um, so again, use the, the language as part of your, your content description. Um, yeah, I mean, also go and watch a fitness class. Go and take a fitness class. Maybe take a Zoom class. Go see why people are so crazy about it and try to mimic, not exactly, but try to grasp what that teacher has or what that format has that you can sort of add into your own style. So that those are my tips. That's great. And do you have any tips for people that want to approach studios offering this? For example, any gyms? Have you had any experience with that? Um, where they offer, they do offer Zumba and things like that, but not necessarily uh, belly dance fitness. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, for me, um, 
And so you're asking me how to approach them or like how to convince them to bring you on even though they already have dance fitness? Ooh, more about how to convince them even though they have other forms of dance. Like what would be the, what would you suggest is like the main selling point if they already have, for example, ballet or hip hop? Okay. Jana, what <laughs> has always gotten me through the door is give, offer a free class because they have to see it to understand it. You can, you can tell them till you're blue in the face, you know what I mean? But they've got to see it firsthand what it's really about and that it's a true workout. Um, that's the top way. Another, the second way is educate them on what belly dance is really about. People challenge their perception of belly dance. Because when I challenge people's perception of belly dance, like, oh, wait, I didn't know that was about, belly dance was about that. Okay, sure, I'm gonna come take your class. You know, so um, so that that's what helped me get into um, get through the door to gym. But also being in an accredited format has helped me as well. Mm-hmm, and for sure, for fitness uh, conferences as well. For sure. So, how often do you still um, attend like fitness conferences? Do you still go ahead and? teach other non-belly dancers your format to add to the repertoire if they're, for example, a hip-hop dancer and they want to add, or do they have to be like a belly dancer? Oh, no. My Sharky format is geared toward the non-dancer. Anyone can, can do it. In fact, in my classes, I get 75% non-belly dancers. Dancers, but non-belly dancers. Okay. But in my instructor base, people who get certified by me, 75% of them are belly dancers, which I find very interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so I'm sure you've seen tons of success since then because you started this in 2002. And I've definitely heard of you before you ever contacted me. So I'm so super happy that you did contact me and that you listened to this podcast. So... I'm yeah, um, glad you're successful. <laughs> success is different for everybody. That's true. <laughs> um, but I can say every year it grows. How's that? That's good. <laughs> Slowly That's maybe, good. but it grows. It's in the right direction. Yeah, as long as it's what you're aiming towards, with how the pace doesn't matter, so long as it's going there in the direction that you want it to. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know, belly dance is hard. It's hard to... Uh, as you know, it's hard to convince people, and and then also tend to, to get a bigger instructor base. It's hard to convince belly dancers too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And is there anything that you're currently working on that you want to share with the audience? Anything special? And how can people find out more about your program? And how can they sign up? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I have a few things on the table that I'm working on. Um, I'm sure you know. Uh, Terry Alred and Belly Dance Business Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've created a, a separate um, group called the Sharky Coaching Circle for Belly Dance Business Academy, where I'm going to be offering um, um, classes specifically for Sharky instructors. Um, but we're also opening it up to to the, the, the regular coaching circle as well. But um, we do separate coaching calls with them. Um, what else? Um, we have, I do a joint venture with a, a t-shirt person. We have a, a new t-shirt coming out for Sharky, um, and as well as for a brand. Um, it's an I Love Hummus shirt, and I can't wait um, for it to be launched. 
Um, and then I'm working on doing online dance classes uh, for SharkeyOnline.com, uh, where uh, I don't have just an online training just for instructors, but I want to offer online classes just for the consumer, just for the student. Um, and for your listeners out there who are maybe interested on in teaching belly dance class, not Sharky, uh, but a belly dance fitness class, uh, feel free to go to my website, teachsharky.com. That's T-E-A-C-H, Sharky, S-H-A-R-Q-U-I.com. Go ahead and opt in and get a free how to teach a belly dance fitness class blueprint. Oh, okay. And I will include that in the description for this episode so people can also just go ahead and click on it awesome so everybody get in on that and thank you so much for joining us this week a lot to think about i'm sure a lot of people are really looking forward now to how to tweak their classes so they can start teaching yeah absolutely thank you jana thank you so much so thanks everybody for listening make sure to go to advancedbellydance.com to sign up for any other tips you want as well as to listen to other episodes and see the notes for this episode so you can get Orit's blueprint for belly dance fitness classes so until next week bye